Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Mitchin. My name is Andrew Levins, and this is a food podcast that we host every week from Sydney. It's all about food and restaurants and chefs and people who eat at restaurants. And whinging and complaining. Hey, who are you? <laughs> you introduce me. Okay. That's your I, I, job. You, all right. That's my job. <laughs> my unpaid job. <laughs> um, joining me this week, and uh, you know, he's, 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 he, he took a week off, so apologies for not doing an episode last week. It was because one of us got to travel to Mexico and Los Angeles, and the other one could not be fucked <laughs> being the one that created content when I wasn't the one eating at new restaurants every second that I was on holiday. <laughs> uh, the person who went to overseas to Mexico and LA was uh, my co-host every single week, Mitch Orr. Thanks, bro. To be fair, I feel like I deserve it more than you do. Really? Yeah. But, D- deserve um, what? Just to go and eat new restaurants. And you stuff. eat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been eating these last three months because I've been <laughs> dieting. I deserve it. <laughs> you deserve a cheat holiday. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so on today's episode, it's going to be uh, pretty simple. We're going to walk. Uh, Mitch is going to walk us through his chip trip, make us feel jealous of all the incredible food he ate. Uh, the biggest the kind of main reason you went over to Mexico was mm-hmm. to eat at Noma. Correct. Um, so, uh, if you are a, f- are a fan of what Noma do, well, I guess Mitch is going to walk you through what he can remember of that meal and yeah, wh- where I, it where it racks like stacks up. You can't not have seen it if you if you like food on Instagram. Like pretty much every big name foodie in the world has been. So, what if you're blind? Oh, then you don't have Instagram, no, do you? I mean, why don't you just you just want to? I specifically said if you have Instagram, <laughs> I'm sure there is like a braille based Instagram. <laughs> That would be amazing. Would Someone be amazing. make that. Some tech bros listening, make a Braille-based Instagram. Um, so, uh, we're also going to be uh, checking the email bag. There's a few emails from listeners, so we'll do that at the end of the episode. But uh, Los Angeles, Mitch. You Los Angeles. Do, you want, do, you want, do we do Noma first? Do we get that out of the way or do we, do we, do we make nah, let's, let's Let's go through it. Okay. Because, the, yeah, the trip sort of went in order of... All right. You know, we we started in LA. Wait, wait, wait. You got a plane. We got to a Los plane. Angeles. How did you Los get to Angeles. the airport? Uh, I got an Uber. Uh-huh. Yep, Uber. How many and stars did you give the driver? Uh, I can't remember. I think five. It was fucking early. I think it was like 6 a.m. or something. Um, we flew premium economy, which was very nice. It is a little like that little little bit of extra flair. Yeah, bit more, it, is. More it makes a big difference, man, on a long on a long flight. It really does, but, you know. Anyway, and then yeah, so we landed in LA at stupid o'clock in the morning and then um got a 
got a car to Louis's house and woke Louis up. So this is Louis Tikaram, who's been on the podcast uh, a couple times in the past. Used to be a Sydney-based chef, um, was the head chef at Longgrain for a few years, yep. won the Josephine Pignolet yep. Young Chef of the Year a couple of years ago, yep. and then uh, packed up and moved to LA and is now... Uh, he's now the king of LA, and uh, yeah, basically he runs yeah. a, a restaurant called LP EPLP, e- 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 yeah, EPLP, where he kind of brings the the Thai food that he was known for in Sydney to LA. Yeah, it's like a Southeast Asian eatery kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. He'll be on the podcast next week. Next week, yeah, very exciting. So yeah, we met up with Louis, um, long term friend of both mine and Dan's. I should say that Dan Hong, Hongi. and myself traveled. It wasn't just me solo. So we stayed with Louis and. Um, sort of just yeah just saw louis la kind of thing where we had a day planned for us on the wednesday the day after we got there of just different spots that he likes going to um a couple of places that i hadn't been before which was good so you had a video camera following you around the whole on time that wednesday yeah right, on the sure. tu- the tuesday we got there we just sort of hung out for a bit louis went to work dan and i went and looked at all the streetwear shops and stuff like that and then um Dan and I went for a sushi meal that night, recommended to us by, I think, by our friend Randy Moon, who's New York based, mm-hmm. one of the owners of Four Horsemen in Brooklyn, and also just knows every spot in every city to go like, <laughs> that no one even in that city has heard of, but somehow Randy knows them all. <laughs> so Dan hit up Randy and was like, well, we want to eat sushi tonight. I don't know why Dan had a craving for sushi the first night in LA of all places, but Randy sent us to this place called Shunji out in some suburb of LA I can't even remember and we proceeded to eat about 24 different pieces of sushi is um is LA sushi like significantly better than than Sydney sushi yeah Sydney Sydney seems to be in a bit of a dip we're actually discussing that at dinner like Dan and I were like where can you get sushi at in Sydney and Dan, Dan goes to Sokyo a lot yeah yeah I don't really fuck with Sokyo though I love Chase but Sokyo is not really my kind of place I, I still like Yoshi mm-hmm. sitting at the counter at Yoshi but it's always very subdued and very chill kind of thing so yeah so it was good it was 150 US ahead for some pretty premium stuff it was pretty baller we had some really amazing uni from uh, both from Japan and from America I can't remember the fucking place at the America oh, Santa Barbara uni which mm-hmm. is really nice really nice and sweet um, Toro all that kind of good stuff and a bunch of you know like fish that is native to the california coastline and stuff like that so it was really good yeah kind of like i i think we the second i land in la whenever i go i'm just like tacos but i guess yeah, you, you were yeah. in mexico shortly after la so yeah exactly but Hong, you had to wait. That, that's the thing for me too usually in la i'm like fuck food trucks tacos let's yeah, go yeah, let's yeah. go let's go but yeah i guess we didn't eat, i don't think we hit one taco truck the whole time we were there which was I think maybe a little bit I wasn't too stressed because we were going to Mexico directly after did you go to Ricky's Fish Tacos yeah Ricky's Fish Tacos yeah so the next day we woke up and went and did Runyon Canyon Uh huh. and I haven't ran in God knows how long how'd you keep up with uh, the very fit Louis Tikaram Louis we went with Louis and Louis pastry chef Zen who's also an old Aussie guy used to be a sous chef at Yellow and worked for Brent for quite a while is now in LA and those two pretty much do it once a week they sort of have an EP run club kind of thing mm-hmm. all the boys go on Wednesday morning and go for a run so they sort of did it without even puffing and breaking a sweat and <laughs> me and Hongi I thought Hongi would be fine too because he runs a fair bit but according to his Instagram at least yeah <laughs> but I kept up with Hongi no no trouble at all 
on the day and then I felt I felt really good for the run I was like fuck yeah I do need to start exercising again as we sort of discussed with you being active now and then um the next three days I couldn't really walk (laughs) 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 we we went up quite a steep like stair part of running and then came down the long way and I think it was the running downhill like the front of my the front of my calves and my shins was and my ankles were like really locked up so sort of getting up and getting out of bed was really hard for the next few days and you were there to film a bunch of videos so I know that when every time I've done videos of people they love that footage of just walk just walk yeah I just walk around so you've got a real real great like kind of wobble Uh, I'm not sure because the next the next day yeah the next day when we're filming we were sort of Louis took us from basically took us around LA so we were driving you know you have to drive everywhere in LA it's anyway the best thing about LA. yeah so there wasn't too much walking off into the distance that was sort of saved for Mexico and by that time I'd recovered <laughs> so yeah after running we are it's like whenever I uh, whenever I'm, I DJ at a, like a promo party um, and there's someone making a video there's yeah. always they spend 10 minutes just and it's, sometimes it'll be the same same videographer that's done that's filmed that's made 10 videos that the have me thing. DJ and yeah. he will spend 10 minutes just filming my hands doing stuff doing nothing on yep. the, on, on the CD because <laughs> I do fuck all what I do yeah. everyone knows that but it's just like, why, like how much hand footage surely you just have like generic hand footage that you don't need to spend time shooting yeah. these new hands new doing hands doing the next same to nothing thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah there, there was a fair bit of that going in B-roll yeah, yeah, yeah. I, need, I need to get this shot for like surely I can, oh, in if four guys, days can you guys just you, all laugh yeah in, everyone just laugh in four days surely you're just gonna have enough of this shit anyway but yeah so this is really alienating talk because yeah, it's like a very, know, very privileged complaint yeah it's very it's very white <laughs> we got sent somewhere to eat for free very and they paid us problems. and I was, it was very real hard problems. doing the same thing a few times yeah so anyway we picked up the the cameraman Ben who spent the day with LA with us in LA and then came to Mexico with Dan and I mm-hmm. and then Louis took us around so we went down to Venice and went to Gusta yep. which is like a new bakery um, owned by the guys who own Jelena as well and it was a pretty amazing space big cabinets and a big sort of kitchen behind baking everything fresh and then just sort of pick and choose from the cabinets like a bunch of cold carts and like porchetta and brisket and then pastries and then salads and vegetables and he just, Louis just you know said give us all the things and which was probably a mistake because we literally spent the whole day eating yeah. from like 11am till 11pm and to start off pretty big was probably a mistake especially with like all the bread and that kind of thing but it was all really tasty you were, can, you, were you drinking too or had Louis learn his lesson nah, from the no, no 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 not I mean Louis and Dan drank that night yeah. but uh, I didn't drink at all if you don't know what we're talking about Louis Tikram uh, is the I think the most still the most recent it should still be ep- episode recent, of yeah. Chef's Night In which is a, a video that Vice dude Mitch has Chef's done one Chef's Night Out bro Chef's Night whatever no they yeah, all stay in and watch Netflix yeah. <laughs> it's, real, it's real great um and uh, Louis is so fucking drunk He's by so the end of it. Drunk. Like I can't. I, I was just like, I, I've seen that side of him a yeah. couple times, and I've completely forgotten about. <laughs> he just the, the yeah, and and you know everyone got drunk in your video, but I yeah. feel like he got drunk in no, everyone in your video he combined. Was, yeah, he was probably on the level of Lukey being drunk. I don't think he. I, I I don't know. We can ask him next week. I don't think he remembers. I doubt he remembers like the last two hours of that video. 
Yeah, probably. There's like probably. shots of him like like really violently chopping pork and yeah. everyone's like everyone was <gasps> like freaking out. Freaking yeah, he out did that say he's that. Cut his hand. He off. did say that, yeah. The but best. yeah, so we went to Gusta and then from there we went to the valley. And whenever I hear of the valley, I always think of Clueless uh-huh. and the scene where Cher gets robbed. Yep. And her dad tells her that everywhere in LA is 20 minutes from the valley, which I feel like is a massive lie because it's definitely not. <laughs> um, and we went to this place called... Yeah, Clueless. Yeah, Bill's Burgers. Yep, I saw that. That, that, that was unreal. Yeah. So, it's this tiny little shack on the side of like a main road in the valley and it's owned by this old geezer. He, he must be pushing 80. Mm-hmm. Um and two of his ex-wives work in the shop with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, it used to be called uh, Bill's, Bill and Horokio's Burgers. Is that one of the ex-wives? Yeah, that's one of yeah. the ex-wives. And then they split up. So, Bill removed Horokio's name from the big sign. And then hired her as but, staff. No, but they were already working together, right? <laughs> right. And so, they split up and she was like, well, I still like my job, so I'm not quitting. So, she still works there. And then another one of Bill's ex's is like man's the cash register so it's these three older like three older people bill and his two (laughs) ex-wives needless to say bill is the grumpiest motherfucker there is um as you would be having two ex-wives break your balls yeah (laughs) but it's pretty amazing so it's like kind of like the og burger spots kind of unknown to anyone but locals so is everyone ever like like in that regard like apple pan is one that always comes up in in burger recommendations yeah but LA. it's not like a chain or they're all like no, no, chain. No, apple pan is, is apple chain. pan no, not yeah, off, yeah but this is like literally three people in a tiny little shop yep and his grill plate is probably 50 years old mm-hmm. and you know like that kind of thing but it was a solid burger cheaper ships and it was good for a laugh with um you know, just watching Bob be grumpy and fucking... Oh, so he got all that on camera. Yeah, all that on Amazing. camera. And he got a little bit grumpy about the camera being there. He was like, am I getting paid for the video? And rah, rah, rah. You know, so that was pretty cool. And then um, from there, we went and hit Ricky's Fish Tacos, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite taco trucks. I went there last time I was in LA yeah, as well with Lou Dog. Just like a fried fried fish taco. Fried fish, fried, fried shrimp. Fried lobster. Fried taco. lobster, yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah, they don't always have the lobster. I had that last time I was there. Yeah, really, really good. Really tasty. And that's sort of now... It used to be like in a car park in the suburbs somewhere. And now it's like at a park. Oh, right. So, it's like sort of open and green and fresh air and that kind of thing. So, it's a kind of nice place to sit and chill. In that beautiful LA weather, you know, that stays the, always stays the same. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we went downtown to a place called Taroni, which is like an Italian place that actually started off in Toronto. Right. And has sort of gone from a little tiny 50-seat restaurant to ha- I think they have like 10 big ones in Toronto now and a couple other variations. And they employ like a thousand people. And then they went opened in LA and sort of followed the same business model of opening small first then building a following and building a reputation. So they opened one in Beverly, which is just around the corner from Ludog's house. So yep. before EPLP opened, he pretty much ate there three days a week and <laughs> got to know the owners and that kind of thing. And now they have a space in downtown in an old bank building. So it's like really beautiful high ceilings and big columns and all that kind of stuff like sort of a, a bit reminiscent of Rockpool Bar and Grill here in a sort of grandness kind of thing but more Italian and more natural wood and that kind of thing so we met we went there and we met one of the owners Max who's a really charming and eccentric older Italian guy and you know very Italian in his ways and what he likes and what he doesn't like and that kind of thing and he took us on a tour and 
we looked through the kitchen and he showed us his like you know the line in the kitchen and talks about pasta machines for a little while and talked about pasta and he said I should come and learn how to make pasta and <laughs> what did you say to I said yeah sure Max next time I'm here yeah, <laughs> I'd love to I'd love to and yeah then we proceeded to get crushed with food which was great but also kind of sucked because I we were still going to go to EPLP for a feed. And oh, yeah, sure. And you haven't eaten I, yet? No, I have. Right. I have. I've eaten there twice, but okay. it's was, been two years. Right, sure. So, I really wanted to eat again, you know, like I love Louis' food and you always want to eat at your mate's places, you know what I mean? So, we had a magnum of Radicon because Max uh, doesn't like natural wine and the only reason he has natural wine in the building is for Louis... Limbo and um, Jordan <laughs> when so they're funny. in town. So he was like, we may as well get rid of it because Limbo's in New York and Jordan's back here now. So so that's uh, Thomas Lim and uh, Jordan. Jordan Toft. So yeah, so we had a bottle of Radicon and that was all my drinking for the for the trip basically. You love, that's like the one thing you like drinking. Yeah, I, the one thing you like love, drinking. I love Radicon, yeah. I love Radicon. And then um, yeah, from there we went back to EP and so this was almost 10 p.m. by this time mm-hmm. and then by the time we got to EPs like we were all just crushed and so we ordered like three things to just have for video content basically and then Yumi Yumi Yeo came and met us good, and, uh, good friend I, I would give him an introduction I genuinely genuinely don't know what the fuck Yumi Yeo does or has ever <laughs> done <coughs> he worked on stuff for Rihanna at some point I don't even think Yumi knows <laughs> But yeah, so Yumi came and met us and, and um, ate all the food for us. And then from there, we went to um, one of LA's apparently most exclusive clubs and the spot to be on a Wednesday night oh, yeah. and in so LA. I, I, I started getting texts from uh, from Mitch, I don't know, what, whatever time it was in the afternoon when you were out, just being like, oh my God, this fucking <laughs> DJ... Um, it's just train wrecking songs. They don't yeah. even like match. The, the same, they're not even the same tempo, same BPM. I'm like, well, Mitch knows his shit. He's told me well, bro. Music knowledge just rubbed off on yeah. him. And I uh, just complained about how shit the DJ was, and we were texting, and I was like, talking about how like you know which which LA clubs he should go to. He should have tracked down them jeans and seen him play. And yeah, stuff. the thing was, we were only there for Wednesday night though. Yeah, so sure. the options were limited. Um, and uh, and then suddenly I loved the follow up text was, oh, now Mixmaster Mike is playing. <laughs> <laughs> Mixmaster Mike was uh. The Beastie Boys the Beastie DJ Boys for I was in the Invisible Scratch Pickles. He's a yeah. scratch DJ, but all scratch yeah. DJs who used to just do like sets that were not meant to make you dance yeah. have now been forced to become party DJs. Yeah, basically. So, what did he do? Uh, played terrible EDM remixes of things. Oh, gross. Yeah. So, War- the club's called Warwick and Louis, the owner of Warwick, goes to EP a bunch and with his young daughter. So... Louis has obviously formed a friendship with him and called in a favor to let us skip the line and get in and get that VIP treatment and that kind of thing, which was amazing because like that was probably the most fun part of just walking through like, you know, 100 people lining up and just walking straight in the door. And then when we got in there, there's no no dance floor. Oh. It's just booze and tables. Oh, so there's a table service joint. Yeah. So yeah, like right. the idea is that you pay for a table or pay for a booth and then... LA actually has lockouts too, right? 2 a.m. 2 a.m. So, the club didn't get jumping until 12.30. Mm -hmm. Like, we got there at 11 and there was a line around the corner from 11, but inside the club was empty till 12.30. So, where are they just lining up just to line up? To make it look like it's They're not letting them in because 
I guess the club's already made their money from selling the tables. Right. So they don't need the club to be busy the whole time. And then eventually they let people in. So at 12.30, it starts to fill up. And then from one to two, it's full and jammed. Yep. But then at two o'clock, it closes. So it's kind of weird. But the whole time we were there, everyone was doing their best to look like they were not having fun. <laughs> there was no I like... Mean, in their defense, Mixmaster Mike was DJing. Well... <laughs> You know, I'm sure Mix Master Mike could put an amazing set together, but when you feel like you have to do EDM remixes... Yeah, and, and then the crowd's not giving you anything back. Yeah, so it was a really weird experience and Hongi and Louie both wanted to get turned because they were away from their wives and kids and, you know, that kind and of thing. And that's what those there. two together do best. That, exactly. So it was... <laughs> in fact, I think all three of you are going to be... At, or I mean, in particular, Hongi and, and Louie are going to be at Halfway Crooks this Saturday night. Yeah, I'll come through For the well. first time in a long time. In a long so time, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to uh, putting some witches' hats out so <laughs> Hongi doesn't knock everybody's drinks over. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a very strange experience. Like, I know I'm too old to go clubbing anyway and, and lazy, but that was really like, man, why do people line up for this? Yeah, I, I had a similar experience when I went to Hollywood. Um, I was staying in like Burbank when I was on tour and um, staying at uh, someone who I was on tour with's cousin whose p- rich parents in Alaska paid for him to live in a Holiday Inn in Burbank. And he was a real douchebag. And he uh, was like, you know, okay, keep this night free because I'm going to show you the real Hollywood. Yeah. And he took us to a club and the fucking waiting time was two and a half hours yeah. and he's like two and a half hours can you believe it, it must be a crazy inside <laughs> and i was like yeah all right i'm not waiting like so i went hours. and like found like some weird r&b club yeah. in, in an old el lebanese restaurant and yes. ended up ditching everybody for two days <laughs> sounds fun. like a good move yeah. yeah yeah so that was la and then the next day uh louis had to do a bit of running around before he flew back to sydney so hongi and i just sort of hit in and out and then um was that actually? I was going to ask you. So you put up photos of all the meals you had when you yeah. were away. Yeah, and you put up the you know the, 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 you've got to do it. You got the it. in yeah, and out. Did, did, did that photo get more likes than every other photo I think you put up? Might, when you yeah, it, I think it might. I re- yeah, yeah, I, re- I reckon yeah. a photo of me eating in and out has more likes than like my wedding photo on yeah, Instagram. Probably that's the way Instagram works. But yeah, and then uh, and then we caught a red eye. Oh, then we went to Bestia actually for our last oh, meal, awesome. but, which I hadn't been to before. Um, one of Louis' favorite places in downtown LA, one of the probably the most popular restaurants in LA as well, which was really actually really good. I think Louis chose Louis knew what to order, so I think we had sort of the best experience, and they really looked after us as well, which was did, great. Do you take you to Salt's Cure as well? Yeah, well, we didn't. Salt's Cure has now moved into a new spot, right, from where it was, and now they only do breakfast in the old spot. So the first morning we got there, we went there. But they just sort of do the griddle cakes and a couple of other things now. Right. So it's a bit different to what it what it used to be. But we hit that on the first morning. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. Still good. Still but good you want that meat? Their meat, though. Is so yeah, it's not, it wasn't as good as it and their used to be. Sausages off the hook. Yeah. yeah. So it sort of changed from how it was. But we didn't get to go to the new spot, though. And I kind of wanted to do squirrel. Because, I was actually I was going to you know, up to uh, ask you to bring me back some squirrel jam. Yeah, I the jam from squirrel. Yeah, real but good. but we didn't do we didn't do squirrel, so that's on my list for next time. You've not been? No, I've never been to squirrel. It's just like yeah. it's like a it's a very good cafe. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, so Bestie was really really great, and then straight from Bestie we went to the airport and jumped on the plane to to Cancun and then drove to Tulum. That's the end of the episode, guys. That's nothing, in, nothing, nothing more interesting, yeah. interesting happened to Mitch after that. No, so we're going to talk about Mexico now. 
Um, do we want to give general impressions of Mexico, a place you've never been, somewhere that I've always wanted to go, but yeah, not been able to do yet? I don't know if I can give impressions of Mexico because we literally were only in Tulum yep. and only... And it's a very different part to... Yeah, but man, fuck, it was good. The, like to go over, like to hear that it was freezing cold back in Sydney and we were sitting at 35 degree temperature was really nice. Yep. And, you know, I love like swimming in the ocean and all that kind of thing. So, for me, it, it was fucking amazing. And we sort of stayed... To be fair, I was doing the same thing in Byron Bay yes, last week too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we stayed pretty close to the center of town and it's sort of a little bit away from the main beach stretch where all the resorts and that kind of thing are and where Noma is located. So, we had it pretty good because it, it meant we could get into the city and hit the taco spots really easily. And then anytime you went down to where the area where Noma and Arca and Hartwood and that kind of thing are, it's just one long narrow road. Mm-hmm. So, it take once you're in there, it takes you a while to get back out. So, it was kind of good that we stayed out of it. Yeah, sure. So, I would recommend that to anyone that goes sort of stay closer to town because mm-hmm. it allows you to hit all the taco spots and the, you know, all the, the good street food and that kind of thing. And then you can just taxi down and go for a swim. How many days were you there? Three and a half. How many tacos did you eat? In probably in the forties to fifties. Fuck. Yeah. That's amazing, bro. We, we I was went, gonna like we reprimand pretty, you. We went pretty no. hard. Fuck. Nah, fuck, we went bro. pretty hard. That's amazing. So one night we went to Arca for dinner, which is a restaurant in Tulum that's actually owned by a couple of Aussies, a couple of Cam's friends, my business partner's friends actually, um, and they sort of gave us a bunch of recommendations and hooked us up with a couple of things while we we're there. So we went there for dinner really good like if Noma wasn't there Arca would be the best restaurant what kind of in Tulum. cuisine uh, sort of like locally inspired but just sort of restaurant fare you know like sure. ceviche and octopus and that kind of thing um, and meat and this and that but restauranty and the, the crazy thing in Tulum is because it's so fucking hot and humid all of the restaurants are just like open air mm. on sand basically right unreal there's no floors down there's no like they sort of have every restaurant sort of has like a pergola area and then they just have tables out in the open kind of thing and everything's lit by candlelight and it's quite a logistical nightmare because there's no everyone every restaurant has to get water delivered right so there's these big tanker trucks constantly up and down the main road just delivering water to everyone basically like i just assumed that everyone would have as much electricity as they need and all this stuff. But Tulum's actually a really poor area. So, the logistics of running anything in there are pretty crazy. And then to see these places just sort of built onto the sand and they just sort of... Everyone has like a wood fire oven and a coal grill and that kind of thing and all the cooking seems to be done over open fire, which is awesome. And yeah, and then after eating at Arca and after basically eating the whole menu, we then went and hit two different taco spots and <laughs> ate about 24 tacos. That you, you were with Hongi and Hongi, I think, would have eaten we can eat. we sort of, hundreds we, of tacos a couple of years ago before you opened El yeah, yeah, we we broke our cameraman in the first day and a half, basically, <laughs> from, from eating. So, it was pretty cool. So, the first day we got there and we went to Hanario, which had been sort of the most popular Instagram spot yep. from all the sort of chefs and stuff that have been there like Manny Matheson and Bo Beck and like all these different foodies and stuff had all been like Honarios is the spot and then a couple of other um, friends like the Contra guys from New York were there Su Chan 
was there as well. We had lunch with Sue Chan on the first day, who Lev's sister actually works with in New York at Gareth the moment. Chan, yeah. Um, uh, my friend Pam, who used to work at Samia and Roberta's and Teresi in New York, was there doing some work at Hartwood. So, like, all these people had sort of given us a bunch of recommendations. So, we hit Hanares first, which is really cool. It's like a real workman's place. All the locals go there for breakfast. It's like lechon. And then they do a turkey taco as well, which was actually sold out when we went. And then, you know, a sardor and that kind of thing. So, it was really, really tasty. And then from it's there... The majority of, like, is it your standard Tulum kind of taco... Um Tulum taco, sorry. Uh, is it like a, a grilled meat or a stewed meat? No, grilled. grilled yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's usually lechon or al pastor. Sure. So from there, we went and had a, we went down and saw the Noma guys, said hello, um, bumped into the Contra guys, bumped into Morgie. Morgan the Gloom was also there. Yeah, for some like reason. everyone was there. Paul Carmichael was there. Annalise was there. So like everyone, it seemed like everyone from Australia sort of managed to go in the last week kind of thing to hang out. So it was really cool. Like... At one point, Jeremiah from Contra said it was like the G7 summit of <laughs> the younger generation of chefs kind of thing or hanging out. It was really cool. So, went and saw Spreads and Cat and everyone at Noma and had a cup of iced tea and then went for a swim at the beach for a few hours. Then went home and had a nap and then we went to Noma that night, the first night we were there. So, it was fucking unbelievable, bro. Right. So you've before you've been to Noma in Mexico, you've been to the original Noma in Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Yeah. Copenhagen. I'm mispronouncing everything. I don't Either even know. Way. Who knows? Whatever. You're saying taco C- in my CPH. defense. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and you've also been to the one where it was in Sydney, mm-hmm. which was your preferred of the two of those. Copenhagen by far. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, you were. You know, you, you overall enjoyed Sydney, but you were critical of quite a few of the dishes. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, Noma, Mexico, off the bat. How does it rate against the, the other two? Uh, on on par, if not pushing Copenhagen. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it it shat all over Sydney. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, right? Because I didn't get to go to the Japan pop up, but everyone from Australia that I know that went to the Noma Japan said Noma Japan was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and everyone from Australia that went to Noma Australia said it was great, but wasn't transcendent. Sure. Everyone from overseas that I spoke, like, thought Australia, like the Sydney Noma was next level. So, I don't know if it's something to do with our familiarity with the ingredients used that sort of lowered the standard that little bit for us. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, going to Copenhagen, eating so much stuff that you haven't seen in that environment that's different from where you spend your whole life kind of thing is a really amazing experience. And then to take that to Mexico where you're sitting, your feet are in sand, like wearing slides, wearing shorts and a t-shirt in like the, you know, still what is, in my opinion, the best restaurant in the world, no matter where it is. Sure. With this amazing level of hospitality and service and sitting in this amazing sort of jungle garden where they're doing 140 covers a night, which is not small, especially when people are eating, you know, pushing 20 courses. Yep. But... The restaurant never felt busy. Really? You never felt like anyone was rushing around. You never felt like they were in the shit. You've, you know, and it wasn't a huge space. So, to do 140 covers with that number of people in the timeline they do, that's another thing I love about Noma. There's no waiting between courses. It's bang, 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 bang. How long were you in there for? 
we had our meal in just under two hours. Wow, man. Yeah. That's fucking impressive. Yeah. And they, they push it and they're constantly like, these chefs are constantly out going, okay, call that table away. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And that's the way Renee wants it. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I like to eat as well. So it's really great for us. So like I said, none of the restaurants in Tuluma are enclosed. They're all sort of open to the air. So no one was the same. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. They had two sort of verandas on each side. And then all the tables in the middle of the restaurant are open to, to the sky, basically. So it rained halfway through the meal. And they, had, they have like a, a plan B for when it rains. Part of the restaurant, they have like a sort of tarp collapsible thing that opens up. Mm-hmm. And then that covers some of the restaurant. And then they move everybody else into the kitchen. And they sort of have these collapsible things on the pass that they flick up. And wow. they become tables in the kitchen. So... We started off in the dining the dining room. I use the term room really loosely. Yep. We started off in like the beach basically and had sort of the first six or seven courses there and then it started to rain. We were like, oh, it's actually kind of refreshing. And then it like really started to rain. We're like, okay, we'll move. So they moved us into the kitchen and we were literally sitting on the pass with Stewie calling dockets just there. Someone plating the escamoles right next to me. I was on the kitchen side. So, we basically had people plating dishes either side of me. That's insane. And Hongi was on the other side. And how did they deal with having you in their space? Nothing. They're just having Gross. a chat, That's you amazing. know, like yeah. hanging out, having a laugh, you know. Stewie, the sous chef, who was calling the part. So, the kitchen was split into two sides. So, the start of the meal... All the courses come from one side and then it flows across to the other side of the kitchen so they don't sort of get backlogged. Mm-hmm. And the way they had it, they have like stations set up and each station is a different dish. Right. So we sat on the hot side next to the sort of fire and that kind of thing. So it was pretty warm, but again, it was like pretty amazing and just watched all these plates get put together and listen to the calls of the, rest of the kitchen and everyone moving and how the flow of service was going and that kind of thing which was really cool to see as well and it was phenomenal man like it was probably I think Noma Copenhagen and Noma Mexico are the top two restaurant meals of my lifetime and they're a 
combination of everything. It's not just the food is amazing. It's the service. It's the environment. It's that kind of thing. And something that pissed me off about Sydney was the way everyone said, oh, Renee shows us how to cook Australian food and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But what they did in Sydney isn't Australian food. It's Noma food with some Australian ingredients, right? And the same in Mexico. I don't feel like it was Mexican food. It's Noma food. And Noma food is on a fucking other level. Mm -hmm. But when they get to play with those ingredients that they haven't seen before, and it sort of just, it seems to spark something in the whole team and Renee and the front of house staff and all the guys in the kitchen, the R&D team and everything. When they get to play with new ingredients, they just like, they just step it up and Mexico has f- some phenomenal produce like all the exotic fruits yeah you're going to go into some of the fa- your favourite dishes yeah or- we'll, we'll, we'll go through it and like I still haven't really processed what a, how good it was because you ne- I'm never going to eat that food again and then they're never going to cook that food again either so yeah, the, the temporary ha- nature of these Noma pop-ups yeah. is, is crazy to me. It's hard. And I don't remember what half of the things are called. I've got the menu at home. I should have brought it with me. But we basically started out with some native flowers and the fruit from the cactus mm-hmm. and then the sort of root that mezcal is made from. Yep. Which, you know, traditionally when they make mezcal, they take this root and they cook it under coal and they ferment it and la, la, la. So we had a piece of it that had been cooked under coal and it's just like smoky... Uh, molasses kind of thing and you just sort of suck the flesh off the stringy parts of the root an amazing way to start a meal like ingredients you've never seen before using your fingers you're never gonna eat again eating your fingers you know then an amazing raw clam which is one of the best clams I've ever eaten in my life did it have like a similar consistency to every other clam you've eaten or was it no it was like quite uh, bitey Mm -hmm. and yeah just really again the garnishes and stuff they do like everything just heightens everything else you cl- you clams over oysters? Some clams over oysters. Yeah, yeah. Depending, depending. Like that clam over oysters, sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, and obviously, I wasn't drinking. Yep. So, Cat and James, another young Australian who works on the floor at at Noma, had made a tea, an iced tea pairing. That's amazing for me. Which iced is tea. yeah, which is amazing. Again, like that's that. I mean, I guess we're kind of spoiled because we know the guys. So. The level that they go to in their hospitality and the personal aspect of it, it's like, it's unbelievable. And I'm not sure if everyone could have got an iced tea pairing, but they told me it was made just for me. So, I'll take it. You know what I mean? And then after the, after the clam was salbutes, which is like a taco, but fried. So, the, the muscle sort of puffs yep. and it becomes like a puff taco. So, it was their take on a salbute with like tomato and beach herbs, like roasted, dried tomato and beach herbs like just sort of one bite really tasty again then there was a like a chilled soup with all different flowers of the moment so a very noma thing using flowers and forage things etc yeah so did you speak to them about where they'd been foraging in the area no not really not really like my mind was so fried after the meal like just yeah like I was just in awe kind of thing, you know, so... Because they spend the the better part of like well, half they a year... They do, yeah, doing, a lot of research, research and stuff. And, yeah. and obviously, they had Rosio with them. Rosio's from Mexico. Rosio Donnell. No, Rosio Sanchez, who now has Hidja Sanchez in Copenhagen. But mm-hmm. spent a, like 
as was at Noma for a long time was a big part of the sort of upcoming of Noma. Um, so she was back in her native land and, you know, so they sort of had a couple of inside little tips. Tips, yeah, I guess you could say, yeah. So it was like a masa broth with a lime granita. Yep. And a granita just sort of melted into the broth, kept it cold and seasoned it. It was really fucking good. And then a, co- a young coconut. Young coconut split in half. So young that only just a light gel has formed on the inside of the coconut. Oh, whoa. So it hasn't actually formed the white flesh. It's just like a gel. A massive fucking spoon of caviar. A, another spoon of like coconut cream and some kombu salt. And you just sort of like scoop the coconut cream, the caviar, and then scrape the gel off the coconut. It's fucking unbelievable. Right? Sounds so like, cool. I posted. I post. You know, you can check out mine and Dan's Instagram. Like, there's at a lot of posts. at Honkstagram. Dan's pretty much posted everything, and I'm going to sort of leak mine out. But, <laughs> but that dish was unbelievable. A lot of throwback. That was it. Throwback, throwback Thursdays. Yeah, and then like a plate of fruit, all the sort of native Mexican fruits, star fruit. Um, I can't even remember all of them. There was like 15 fruits in a bowl with like, again, a little oil and chili broth kind of thing. And man, it's just so fucking good. So simple, but so amazing. And the things that they do with it just heighten everything. Yeah. You know, it was just mango, a bit of avocado, um, a cactus fruit. And it's not even like, apple. I'm looking at the picture now. It's not even that well presented it's so no, it's, it's so just simple. literally just, just a bowl of fruit but fuck it was tasty yeah, yeah. then a banana ceviche uh-huh. with burnt banana skin and seaweed oil again really simple but sweet no quite savory right. with the burnt sort of yeah, yeah. powder paste and just just tasty and interesting and then like an oyster taco in like a, a native cabbage leaf kind of thing yep again just fucking tasty and then there was like a sort of a, sea, a native seaweed that they filled with a broth and then you sort of bit the seaweed and suck the broth out. Oh, unreal. So just, what, what just kind of broth fun. Was it? You know, I can't even remember, <laughs> um, honestly. Like, and you get that many courses. Yeah. yeah. And then a pumpkin, a little baby pumpkin with that was sort of roasted in the coals with pumpkin inside it. So yeah. they sort of scoop all the pumpkin out, reform it all together and then it was sourced with a sauce made from avocado leaves. Awesome. Amazing. Escamole tostada, so an ant larvae tostada. Oh, wow. So a little crisp with beans around it, some beech herbs, and then the escamoles on top. And this dish literally had 10 people around a bench plating it from the start of the night to the end of the night. Like and, there and, was, and you sitting in the middle of yeah, the Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so there was... There was so, so, like, if you look at it, all those beans around the outside were individually placed. So there's like 50 little tiny baby broad bean looking beans oh, around the outside of the dish. What a beautiful Each dish, put on yeah. by hand. So it was literally 10 people just standing there all night putting beans on tostadas. Making 140 of those a yeah. night. Yep. And then uh, the octopus. You've probably seen the octopus all over Instagram. Uh, yeah, I think so. So it was like an octopus leg cooked in like a black masa um salt crust kind of thing yep super tender super juicy and then served with a roasted pumpkin seed sauce 
best piece of octopus I've ever had. And you're, and you're a big octopus man. Yeah, I do love octopus, but Likewise. fuck, yeah, it was unbelievable. Spectacular looking dish as yeah. well. And then tacos. So lechon tacos, roasted suckling pig. Right, so they straight straight up did did yeah did some. they did that yeah and they have they had these Utican ladies, um old abuelas old grandmas yeah making all the tortillas by hand unreal cooking them no no tortilla press no nothing just shaping them by hand mixing the masa and then cooking them over on like a coal fire, fucking so good man and the ladies just sat there all night just rolling masa as well you know and chatting amongst themselves been doing that for years and yeah years. served with a bit of hikama um. Roasted banana, lime, and then a soft shell crab taco as mm-hmm. well, which was fucking out of control. And then a, a mole. So it was Rosio's mole. So like a chocolate spice paste kind of thing. Served with like a, a grilled native herb stuff with some other native herbs. So right. it was like crispy and like savory. A, like, a big, like a big leaf kind yeah, of Yeah, big leaf, yeah. So about the size of a taco kind of thing. Yeah, right, wow. And then like just spoon the mole over the top. So texturally that would have been pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And yeah. the mole was fucking amazing too. And then you got more tortillas to like mop up all the mole. That's so cool because normally like, you know, when you think mole, it's always paired with some like just overcooked piece of meat. Yeah, but I sort of noticed that in the fine dining, so to speak, restaurants in Mexico, mole has its own sort of thing. And it seems to be like the last thing you eat before you go to desserts. Right, cool. Like at Pulja, Puyo, or however you say it, they serve mole as the last course and you get two different kinds of mole. A really dark, dark mole that's almost like a master stock mole that's been used and remade and remade and remade. So it's really old and then you get like a lighter, fresh one in the middle and yeah. that's that's the last course kind of thing. And so this sort of reminded me of that, of having mole as the last thing because it has that little bit of sweetness and, and spice to it before you went into the sort of dessert courses. So you've gone through all the main, like, you know, the, the savory dishes yeah. and besides the pig, it was all seafood. All seafood. Vegetables. Vegetables. And ants. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I yeah. Like, you know. And like we were we were f- foolish. Mm-hmm. Not bursting, but like very satisfied. And like every course was so fucking tasty. Yeah. And so interesting and so unique that you're all, all your senses are satisfied, you know? And then the first dessert course was a grilled avocado with avocado ice cream. Unreal. And um like the sort of oil from the chamote seed. Mm-hmm. So sort of like bitter almond flavor. Right, sure. That was Hongi's least favorite course. I quite liked it. And by saying least favorite, he just thought it was interesting. It's still like fucking amazing. Yeah, you sure. know? Like what didn't he like about it? Uh I think it was just avocado. You know what I mean? Right, like, sure. And he doesn't like bitter almond flavor either. Right. And then a chili. Oh man. So like a, a chipotle. So it's only you only eat one. So it's a chipotle that they've sort of rehydrated, stuffed with a chocolate sorbet and then sort of like lacquered as well so it's like sweet a little bit of spicy and then you get the rich chocolate as you eat it and you just sort of eat eat the chili and suck the ice cream out it was fucking amazing so good and then um eve uh, another friend of ours who works in the kitchen at noma was telling us that they someone has to go through and taste every chili before they use it because some of them are insanely fucking hot (laughs) So I would not like to have that job, but that that I'd was, like to interview the person that did yeah, that. That was a really amazing mouthful as well. And then from there, holy moly, Smith just scrolling through photos of all the teas that were put together yeah. for him. And and then the last course was an overripe mango. 
So they sort of got these ripe mangoes in and then just sort of massage them over time and let them get really ripe. And then they just cut a little hole in the top and he just sucked the mango out of its skin, basically. Wow. It was fucking the best mango I've ever eaten in my really? life. Yeah. And you just got mango all over yourself. But fuck, it was so good. And that was the last course. And then, you know, like I, sw- I sort of spoke about how amazing the service is. And because it was so fucking hot, about three different times through the meal, um, like at the start, James Spreads and Cat Bont came up to us and put a cold towel on our neck and just sort of stood there holding the cold towel on our neck <laughs> for a minute to sort of freshen wow. us up. And then halfway through the meal, Renee and Rosio came and did the same thing. And, you know, like just those levels Very of... Very personal touches. Yeah, just yeah. The, like... And, you know, like just to have a sort of a laugh with you and Renee would come over and check on us and see if we were too hot or if we wanted to move back outside or, you know, that kind of thing. And like, it's such, it's just such a special place. And all the staff, all the front of house staff know everything about the food mm-hmm. and all the chefs in the kitchen know everything about the front of house. And, you know, they take you on a tour at the end of the kitchen so you can see the operation and that kind of thing. And the, every person knows from go to woe from the start of the pop-up how everything was before they were there the development all that kind of thing the dedication and the passion as wanky as it sounds and the commitment that every member of the team that work for noma it's unbelievable and it's really it's pretty inspiring and it's also like it also i said at one point during the meal i was like why do we even cook (laughs) what's even the fucking point you know what i mean because I don't have that level of commitment. Maybe if you go back to that Italian guy, he can teach you. <laughs> no, fuck, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> but, you know, like it really is on another level. And obviously, like we can't all be on that level and there's space for everybody. But <coughs> what they do and the dedication of the whole team and it's really not just Renee, you know, it's really about the whole team from the sous chefs to the fucking, to Ali, the kitchen hand who was there and running shit and just smiling and being amazing and interacting with the customers and all that kind of stuff. Like it's just such a special team of people and that's what makes it special wherever they go. So yeah. Do you remember, I know you didn't drink any of it, but do you remember what some of the booze? Uh, A lot of natural stuff. They poured, you know, they poured a couple of things for Dan and then they had like a couple of beers and meads and stuff from Mexico. Mezcal, tequila. Um, I think Morgie had a a mezcal pairing Mm -hmm. and then, um, we had like a bunch of kombuchas and Unreal. fermented drinks and juices and all that kind of stuff too. So, yeah, it was crazy. All it that, was crazy. That, that choice of uh, making sure you got the right pairing yeah. is so, it must be so stressful. <laughs> yeah, but even like the juice pairings, like eating something and then drinking the juice with it, just and like I don't really, I don't really like pairings. Like I'm like drink whatever the fuck you want to drink and eat sure. whatever you want to eat. Yeah. But they really nailed it. And then yeah, and the next day. Uh, about 15 of us all went to Chimico's, this place on the beach. Yep. Literally just plastic Corona tables and chairs scattered through palm trees and they just do lobster ceviche and deep fried fish basically and then you sit there. So, a perfect restaurant. Perfect, yeah, perfect <laughs> restaurant. You sit there with your feet in the stand drinking Coco Naturale or Coco Loco which is coconut spiked with rum. Oh, unreal. And then eating lobster ceviche. Did they make you one with tea instead of rum? Nah, I just had Coco Naturales. <laughs> And then you just go for a swim in this crystal clear blue water. Poor Carmichael spent about three hours laying in a hammock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was in his element. He didn't want to leave. 
So it, it was crazy. You just flicked over to some of the best looking tacos I've ever yeah. seen in my life. And then, so we went to, the, this was the next night. We went to Arca for dinner and then followed that up by crushing about 12 tacos each. Yep. Uh, so we went to Taqueda El Nero. In the, on the main strip of town. So there's actually quite a few places on the main strip of town. Honarios is sort of off to the side. And then on the main strip, there's Taqueria El Nero. And tac- everyone just calls it Tacos Al Pastor, but it actually has a proper name. And they're both really cool, really tasty, the same sort of thing. They have, this time they had the lengua and the tripe and Dope. all that, all the offal cuts and all that good shit, so which is really any, good. Any so element. Yeah, we smashed a lot of tripe and a lot of tongue and, and all that Tongue goodness. tacos and um, uh, cabeza, the, the head taco, yeah. that's my favorite. But you got to stew that, you can't yeah, grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, they also do at El Pastor, they do salbutes. Bro, look at the colors. Ponche, poncheros or something like that, which is like a crispy tortilla mm-hmm. that they spread with beans and then put another crispy tortilla on top Yum. and then put the topping on top. And that was sick. And then so we were pretty crushed after that night, after having Noma and then like going hard the next day. So the next morning we went to a pozole place. Yep. And pozole is like a pork broth with yep. like the stewed pork meat in it, corn, and then you hit it with a bunch of toppings. So this place, La Mexicanita, had four different pozoles. It had uh, a white, a blanco, uh, two verdes and a rojo, a red one. So, the difference in the green ones is one was green chili and one was made from pumpkin seeds. So, it almost reminded me of like a ramen broth, a really light Kyoto style ramen broth. Really light and clean. And then from going from the white to the red, each one sort of got deeper in flavor. Yeah, cool. And the red was like really deep in flavor and like I think has like a lot of anato seed and some chili and chipotle and stuff in it, but it wasn't like overly spicy. And then the same Switch. thing. You lay, a, you lay it with um, radish and onion and lime juice and avocado and chicharron and tortilla chips. Yeah. And so it was like the perfect like rejuvenation breakfast. Well, really, I mean? That really sounds like quite close to what we love about Asian food. About, yeah. About Me- you know, Mexican Asian. food really yeah. has that, yep. that parallel. And, you know, the fact that you get served lime with everything and you get something fresh to put on top of everything, yep. whether it be radish or fresh onion or whatever, like to cut the richness and fattiness of the meat. The Mexican food really has a lot of balance to it. And then we hit a grilled chicken spot, uh, Polo Bronco, Dope. which actually <laughs> people have seem to have a mixed relationship with it because a lot of people seem to know someone that has got food poisoning. <laughs> and then a lot of people say it's their favorite place in Tulum. Right. So... We went and it was fucking, uh, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Grilled chicken over coals. They sort of marinate the chicken in garlic, pineapple juice, salt, pepper. Um, I think maybe paprika or something as well. And then grill it over over the flame. Serve it with like tomato rice, a tomato chili salsa, pickled cabbage, guacamole, and then really nice sort of thick, fluffy tortillas. Man, that sounds perfect. Fuck, it was so fucking good. It was it was one of the tastiest things we ate in Tulum. So that was your last meal in Tulum. And that was the last meal in Tulum. And then did you? Uh, no, then we went to another taco spot called um, Canaston. Well done. You, Mitch hasn't written any of these down. He's just remembering. remembering. So Canaston is um, like tacos, but they they make them all and then keep them in a basket, so they sort of steam. And I think the Canaston is the basket. Mm-hmm. 
so they steam in the basket and then you just order them from there and they give them to you straight and then you hit them with all the the toppings and stuff you want so that was our last breakfast that we ate with paulie and and morgie yeah before we went to the airport unreal and what did you fly is there a direct flight from no from so then from cancun to dallas and dallas <coughs> dallas home 17 and a half hour flight did you get any uh, any time up in dallas no it was literally yeah, plane damn. to plane but yeah. amazing if you then got it to like hoe down on barbecue yeah and then come home. yeah but yeah so we were pretty pretty crushed so pretty you crushed. uh you, you were filming videos for the majority of that trip where are those videos going to show up well, Dan and I are going to throw a party or two as part of Good Food Month. We haven't sort of finalized all that, but those videos will be cut and used for promotion and stuff leading well, you, up to that You guys party. are going to cook Mexican or something? Well, yes and no. We're going to like find inspiration, so to speak, in quotation marks, yep. from our trip and throw a party kind Unreal. of thing. So what we'll probably do is cook a bunch of shit over open log fires and, you know, have some mad loud music and eat with your hands kind of thing you're gonna book me or Mixmaster Mike to DJ basically yeah gonna book you and (laughs) and invite a bunch of our friends kind of thing (laughs) unreal well that sounds great and obviously we'll keep you uh, posted with details on the mission Um, we have an email address everybody and occasionally we get people sending us emails um, I haven't checked it in a while and yeah. I've just checked it today and we have a whole bunch of things to kind of briefly cool. mention. Just quickly, I'll say if anyone's going to Tulum or Mexico and wants a list, just email us yep. and I'll list everything down. The Mitchin Podcast at gmail.com is, uh, is how you get in touch. So uh, uh, Nick Josie um, wrote, wrote to us um, in regards to something we spoke about quite a few episodes ago about uh, chefs who create a signature dish at one mm. restaurant then move on to another restaurant yeah. does that signature just dish remain theirs or the restaurant a derisive topic um, and uh, Nick Josie has written um, co-written with a lawyer from Clayton Utz um, which you can find at ClaytonUtz.com uh, basically like the legalities mm-hmm. of w- whether or not they do um, I, it's a lot of jargon what's the too long do not read version I didn't I could not <laughs> I, I tried to read it really quickly while, while you were talking about tacos and I couldn't <laughs> well, we'll follow up on that later but uh, I'll post that on the uh, on the, the Facebook page which cool. is facebook.com slash the mention um, we also got um, Lee Carroll um, sent just a photo saying um, hashtag chef life and it was just a. He sent uh, it like, who fucked the glad wrap? He sent it, yeah, very early in the morning. It's a picture of glad wrap uh, rolled incorrect. Like, what is it? Boxed incorrectly? Boxed incorrectly, yeah. They put the tape over the wrong hole. Dickheads. Uh, he sent that at like two in the morning. And then the <laughs> next day, sent, Hello, boys. I sent a pretty cryptic email last night. Please let me explain. There was a bottle, a lot of Lafoyg 10 year old involved. Lafoyg? How do you pronounce that? You drink scotch all the time, right, Mitch? Uh, yeah. Well, no, I don't drink scotch, but I think I know the one he means. Love the show, fellas. I have an AVPN accredited pizzeria in Cronulla called Cream Margarita of Savoy, and your podcast keeps me amused while I make the dough overnight. Thanks for your good work, Lee. Uh, I love the idea of uh, everyone just emailing us whenever someone fucks the ladder. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, this one's from James Latham. He says, from Kathmandu to Rush Cutters Bay, good work, Mitch. And there's a photo of uh, what looks to be some kind of restaurant in Kathmandu called Acme. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I'm explaining uh, worldwide. Explaining? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, next, the next logical destination <laughs> for you. Yeah, we saw, Acme Guest House. We saw a bunch of Acme's. Garden Restaurant. Yeah, we saw a bunch of Acme's overseas, actually. Um, you expanded into the Roadrunner cartoons yeah. back in the, in yeah. the 60s. Yeah. Um, Got on the, this one here from Love Love World. Hi, handsome. You must have been the second man God created after Adam. Apparently, God must have lavish, abundant time to make such an enchanting 
You look so enchanting. <laughs> Lol, handsome. My name is Faith Sanders. I like your profile. I would love to know more about you. You can inbox me here or text me. And then there's a lovely photo of um, what is definitely a real listener. <laughs> Although I want to know who, who she was, who, who she thinks is handsome. Me or Mitch? I don't yeah, know. It's very, know. yeah. We'll both have to email her and find out. Speaking of me being handsome, uh, I did a live podcast when I was in Melbourne. Yeah. And, uh, which one? The Little Dum Dum Club, which right. is a comedy podcast. And uh, it was a very drunken affair. Yeah. They got me to DJ their live podcast, yep. which just consisted of me playing air horn samples and Tim Allen grunts while they it's told terrible jokes. Your favorite thing ever. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Born for, born for that job, baby. Uh, and uh, one of our listeners, John has, a, John has a Party, whose two favorite podcasts are The Mitchin and A Little Donald Club, was yeah. very surprised and happy to see me there. He emailed me midway through my set saying, the weight loss shows Lev's <laughs> killing it. <laughs> killing it, mate. So I like that. I, yeah. Email us pictures of glad rap and, and, and compliments. <laughs> Um, the mission podcast at gmail. Is there any um, the opposite of compliments? I like the opposite. No of insults. Um, That's a shame. I can I can check a I can check out to see if we've got any um, bad reviews. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure that that's a p- possibility. Yeah. Um, I went to Byron while you were away and for a wedding. For a wedding, we yeah. ended up um, eating at some some pretty decent meals at Fleet and Harvest. Yeah. Um, Fleet in particular, we just it was one of those nights where we had. Both kids with us. We we forgot to make a booking at Fleet. Didn't realize that Classic. was such a small. Yeah. And uh, because it, w- it was it was forecast to rain, <laughs> and um, so they had, they, were, they were full up. And yeah. then it's, for whatever reason, on Sunday morning, even though it said it was going to be torrential rain all day, it just didn't rain all day. Uh, so we got a text saying the outdoor table is in use is now. Used. Do you want it? Yeah. And managed to just have that perfect moment where both kids fell asleep yeah. five minutes before we got there. Yeah. We were able to transfer them to prams and a yeah. carrier. And we had like a two and a half hours of us just drinking wines. And we got like, we got, got lit up. very, very good service, like yeah. incredible service. And then when Archie woke up, she had gone, they'd gone like to like a, a, a brownie shop around the corner and got him a brownie. So yeah. he, as soon as he woke up, he had chocolate. He was like, happy like that's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not that's quite good. on the level alone. No, yeah, Emma, but I was though. like, oh, this, these guys yeah. know what they're talking Astrid's about. Astrid's good at what she does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but, uh, Review wise, I can just read out that really awful review we got recently. <laughs> we can't figure. Oh, did we? Do I know about that? I swear I read it out like a couple couple of weeks ago. Um, it looks like we might have one more. No, I got the the two two stars for the moments of greatness one. Ah, uh, yeah. How about you being negative. Anyway, yeah. uh, if you if you just like the podcast, head over to uh, to our iTunes. Uh, page and leave a nice review but if more importantly if you don't like the podcast just go roast us there and we'll, and we'll read <laughs> yeah, it out we'll read it out <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening again you can find us facebook.com slash the mitchin podcast um, sorry the mitchin and then the email address is the mitchin podcast at gmail.com just look up the mitchin on facebook you'll find us uh, mitch can be found at instacrill on instagram krillin on the run on twitter i am at levdog l-e-v-d-a-w-g on both and i got two other podcasts one's called hey fam one's called serious issues you finally get to choose song of the week, bro. Oh, man, no, I, I came prepared too. <laughs> I'm like, are all those stupid guests who don't actually know that this is a new segment now? <laughs> um, so I've been, uh, I've been trying. I've got, been like a lot of deadlines. I've been um, applying for some new stuff and handing in some old stuff. So doing a lot of late night writing. And what that basically means is I, I um, get really easily distracted and then mm-hmm. go down incredible rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. And uh, just this week I was like, I, don't, I haven't found a weird new rap song. That, in a while. that no one else is listening to in 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 Sydney. Yeah, um, that I can just you know play out all the time. And so I found one. It's my uh, favorite subgenre of hi- of hip hop. Which oh, is, did you tweet this one? Yeah, yeah, I didn't listen to it yet. Yeah, rap songs too. about friendship. Yeah, this is a podcast about food, yeah, but about first and foremost, it's about well. friendship. Yeah. Uh, so this song is by Creek Boys. <laughs> 
<laughs> this song is called With My Team. Thanks so much for listening and we'll Strong. see you next week. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.